Hello, my love. Welcome to the Cat Cantrell Show. I am your host, Cat Cantrell, the love coach. I show women how to attract the love of their life. I teach high achieving single women how to tear down the walls and create the love they deserve. Since 2013, I've led thousands of women to true love. I help women who make an impact make an impact in their own lives. The Cat Cantrell Show features topics that affect single high achieving women the most. So let's begin. Hello, you sweet woman. It's Cat, your love coach. Welcome to the show. Welcome to episode 15. I have a very, very special guest for you. I had the incredible honor of interviewing a good friend and client of mine, Cecile. Cecile is from France and she lived in the United States here in Iowa for two years. And in those two years, I had the amazing opportunity of dancing with her, having her come into the studio. She became a student first and she was a coaching client and watching this woman who had never lived in the United States before, just take a chance and take the risk and be vulnerable, stepping outside of the box, coming and living in a country where English is clearly your second language and believing enough in herself to move somewhere and not just temporarily, but for two years. And the story goes that she approached me when I was conducting a fitness class outside. She came up to me and she said that she was interested in coming to my dance studio. And I said, absolutely. And from the moment she walked in, she has this magnetism about her. There's, she's this just incredible energy that you want to be around. She just makes you feel good when you're around her. And I admire and love her so much. So when I was thinking about you, the listener, and what type of women that I want to bring into your life, Cecile was top of mind because she is this single, high-achieving professional woman who decided to leave her comfortable home of France and come and live in the United States on her own for two years and you're going to listen as, as I conducted the interview, you're going to hear about because she took these risks on herself and believed enough in herself that the two years that she lived here, she learned so much or confirmed so much within her that when she moved back home, that it, her, perspective on life has completely changed. And I think there's a lot of women out there that maybe an opportunity has crossed your path to where you have said no because of fear, because fear can be paralyzing. But I wanted to bring Cecile into your hearts and into your ears to inspire and motivate you for when you have that opportunity that crosses your path, instead of you saying no, that you finally will say yes. So I'm super excited to bring Cecile to the Cat Cantrell Show. Well, hello, Cecile. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah, me too. Hello. 
Hello, hello. Welcome to welcome Cecile. I'm so excited. She I'm so good to see you too. I Cecile and I caught up uh, last week and I was like, hey, <laughs> do you think that you want to be a part of the show? Because she has such an incredible story to tell and she's graciously offered her time. So I'm so glad to see her. So Cecile, if if you, um, if you ladies have been listening, you notice that Cecile has a little bit of an accent. So we're just going to start. You, are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, good. So why don't you... <laughs> So why don't you tell the tell our listeners, our women in our communities, a little bit about you? Okay, so I'm still I'm French, French living in France. I'm thirty thirty seven years old, um, and um, I am a financial analyst as a day to day work living. Yes, yes. And where exactly in France are you living? Where do you live? Mm-hmm. How how far is it from Paris? It would be driving. It would be about a eight hour driving. It's pretty far from driving. Paris. If you if you count like from top to bottom from France, it will be a twelve hour drive. Okay. So Toulouse Paris Toulouse Paris it's an eight hour drive. So it's pretty far apart if you took a France map. A bit. Yeah. So. One of the reasons why I wanted to have Cecile as a part of the show is because she does have an incredible story to tell. We, uh, Cecile came into my life through my dance studio here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And I, Cecile is a, a extremely successful professional single woman who uh, has a great story to tell. So Cecile, let's, let's, Let's talk about how we were able to connect with one another from across the pond, they say. And uh, let's talk about your journey working in France and what brought you, what was the decisions? What was your thought process? What brought you to the United States and ultimately into my studio? Hmm. So I'm working for a company that has headquarters in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Uh, and I was working for this company for roughly about four years and four years and a half. At that point in time in my, in my life, it's been three years that I was in the same position and, and I wasn't happy about what was going on in my life. I didn't like myself. I wasn't able to see, um, any quality in my life anymore. I loved self-esteem and, and, and self, um, love. And I, I wasn't really in a good place in my life and was reflecting on my job as well. At that time, I was managing a team and that team was pretty hard to work with. And, and so it was really affecting me day to day because I couldn't find really a happy place in my life. So, uh, but I had, I, I love the company I'm working for. Uh, always have and and still to this day so and I kind of went to see my uh, the people I'm working for in France and tell them well so here are the things I'm not I'm not happy anymore with what my day-to-day is and I'm kind of so I know the job and I want to go for my next challenge because I think I need to move on to something else. If you have opportunities, great. If you don't, I'm going to look for elsewhere. Uh, my mentor at that time came to the idea and say, have you ever think about going to the U.S. and, and move there for a period of time? And I'm like, 
No, I never think about that. Why would you want to send like a an accountant and a financial person? They have accountant person and they have financial person on the other side of the of the Atlantic that works very well in their own languages. So why would you want to send me there? And then she 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 had these experiences this experience herself and other people in in the company in France has this experience as well. And what they say was the that it, it really works well when we come back in France because we know people, we work there, we know how people worked and we we were able to influ influence this when we come back. And as much as being able to Uh, grab the way of working in France and being able to transfer that to the US and say, okay, you have to understand that this is the way of working here and our customers are working this way. And so this is why blah, blah, blah. So, and suddenly it didn't occur to me that they would see me with the value that would make them want me to go there and, mm -hmm. and invest on me to do that because it costs a lot of money to the company, right? To do that kind right. of thing. And so... So we just asked and people in the United States were super excited to do to do such thing as well. So you have to do it on the both sides. So people from France want to send you there and people from the US want to welcome you. And so that's how it happens. And, and so we went for a two years contract. So that 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 was the plan. And what happened is that so I'm I'm I have dance and so all my adult life I've been taking dance classes and Uh, it's really my breather, so I need to have a dance classes where I, I just dance and that's all it is. But good day, bad day, no matter what happened in that time, it's my one hour where I'm expressing some things that I'm not expressing anywhere else. So the first thing that I did when when they offered me an assignment in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, the first thing that I've done is that I've looked for um, internet uh, dance classes. That's the first things that I've done. What's going on in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and Iowa City, and all the cities around? Like, where where am I am I gonna be able to take dance classes? And so, I so the first things that I found was taps tap classes, tap classes. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, tap mm -hmm, classes mm -hmm. and ballet classes. And it was like mm -hmm. with little kids. So I can picture being myself at 35 years old. <laughs> and taking classes and ballet classes with five years old and being like, no, that's not working. Oh no. And I was looking and I was like, kind of being like, oh, it's a bummer. Will I be able to survive with two years without my breather? Oh, I don't know. And then pop up on my internet research, the Vitality Studio, and suddenly I'm seeing women with tattoos and bright colors hair and smile and just no one's wearing the same clothes and just people are happy to be there and i'm like okay i think i can do this then i find a place where perhaps i can express myself and burlesque was something i wanted to do for a long time and so before i left toulouse i didn't find any um burlesque classes in Toulouse so that was actually a discipline um a kind of dance that I wanted to do for a long time so so sign up and and here I am packing up everything and moving to the U.S. and arriving to Cedar Rapids, Iowa. <laughs> What was it like initially 
because yes, you did move to Cedar Rapids and she did start coming and take classes at the studio. And so we all, of course, quickly fell in love with Cecile because understandably so. But what was it like for you as a single woman to leave your family to, especially with a two-year contract, this isn't something where you're just doing it for you know, three months or six months. This was a two-year commitment. How was it like to, what, did it, what were your feelings and thoughts as you left France and came to the United States? They were like multiple and like in the same day it could be like up and down and, and up and down and like this is the greatest idea and then five seconds later being like it's the worst idea I've ever had <laughs> yeah kind of deal for sure mm -hmm. I so leaving my family was one of the hard things because I'm very close from my brother my parents my cousins and um but in the meantime it really felt like something I have to do for me mm. and kind of prove to myself that I was able to accomplish things in my life and and kind of conquer things, not saying I I conquer the United States, but just over myself and and kind of I was 33 years old. I have traveled a bit at a time, but uh, like in countries and I've done stuff in my life, but I didn't I haven't done something that really um, I don't want to say this I I felt kind of flat mm. that's how I felt kind of I didn't have anyone in my life I didn't have anyone for a long time at the time I, like I said I was feeling really low very low self-esteem and and it's, I think it's always kind of a balance in life and most of the time you're very afraid of doing something and then suddenly the the willing of doing it kind of beat the being afraid of it and so that's how that's what that's why broke the things with me like I'm really afraid of letting go moving to another country afraid of fail because and there were results expected from me by moving in the US professionally, but also from me being able to create another uh, social life in the US and being able to create uh, a living in the US outside of my bubble and my uh, all the things that I knew forever. And so I was very afraid of failing. But at some point, I kind of felt very reassuring that I knew it was for two years. And no matter what, at the end of the two years, I was going back home. And so even though if, if even if I would have failed, I would have gone home. And I was I had that safety feeling. Um, that was one of the things that and so going from there, the being afraid wasn't that strong anymore inside me. The the my willingness of doing this was beating it, being afraid. So I think my driver was really how much I wanted to do this. Yeah. So uh, my next question is, so you moved here mm -hmm. and you probably started noticing some changes in yourself because you said that you had low self-esteem, that you were struggling. And anytime we do something that's outside of the box where we're having to be vulnerable, where we're releasing control of our lives, we learn a lot about ourselves and in turn, it starts to build our confidence. So what started to happen when you took the jump and you moved here did you notice changes in yourself 
Yeah, so the first six months were, were really hard. Um, beside the all organization that I have to do, find an apartment, find, and get all my stuff, and moving, and all the things, um, the way of working was really different. And as soon as I arrived, kind of like people was like, wait, this is where you work. Bye. And I'm like, wait, no one, no one, no one tell me what I'm... <laughs> And so the first year, the first year was kind of work-wise really hard. Um, and so it took me a few months before I actually joined the studio. I would say about four months just because the time to settle down and everything. Uh, I remember that we went, I, I went to New Bow and you were having Zumba classes on on open air Outside. something like that. Yes. Yeah. And I came to talk to you after you and did. it was like being very shy but I, it's last five seconds being shy. After that, I move on to being my weirdness. <laughs> so your say, wonderful, hey, your wonderfulness. Yes. You say, yes. hey, yeah, come to the studio, and it's like, okay, I think I need to do this because I need something, I need something outside of work, not to make my experience in the U.S. just about work. It has to be a life experience, not a, just mm. a work experience. And as soon as I enrolled to the studio everything kind of balanced because I had an anchor in my life that was something else that is not tied to my uh, daily job or my company or the reasons why they pay me to come in the US and suddenly it was, um, it was life again. It was me being me in in my life and, and it kind of it translated also, also at work where I kind of... Um, wasn't just a witness of what was going on i took power too at work where i was like no i'm not okay with this situation i don't think that's actually okay what's going on and i'm gonna fight it and that's what that's what kind of everything starting from there the very first retreat that i did was to paris and cecile was <laughs> cecile was my guide and there is a definite difference between the French and the Americans. And I think that just to, I'm just going to call it out because in America, we talk about the French and how rude they are. They really aren't. They, they, Cecile, <laughs> they, uh, I think that they, the French have misunderstandings about the Americans and the Americans have misunderstandings about the French. Yeah. So yeah. I'll just cultural differences. And I think that that's one of the, you don't know that until you actually go and see it for yourself, just like you were talking about that you, but you would never see that if you didn't take the chance. And if you didn't come here and you're yeah. able to open your eyes up even more and learn more about you, right? Which brings me, I think that it's important to stress the importance of the balance between your life and your work life. I think that a lot of single professional women are so wrapped up in their jobs and in their careers, understandably so. But I think you bring up a really good point, Cecile, talking about the importance of being able to have that balance and how it created sanity in your mm -hmm. life and not oh, yeah. to have work completely take over your day-to-day -day, yeah. day -day life. I think that's one of the uh, that's one of the perhaps the the biggest cultural difference that exists between France and in the U.S. Sorry, cats passing by. Yes, her <laughs> cat just walked by yeah. the screen. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, 
in France, we have a saying that say we work to live, and mm. we say that the Americans live to work. Mm. So, and I, I think that's one of the like very deep inside of me is uh, that saying that say work is a part of my life, and it's like kind of a this square in the middle, but everything around it it's where it's also who am i i'm not only defined by who am i at work i am also an entire person's um my view of the world the persons that are in my life the the place i've been the what i'm what i've what i'm doing outside of work it's a whole and everything matter and so um, yeah it, to me it's really a it's really fundamental for me that i am a whole and work is a part of it but it's not everything and that being said, as this is one of my value, I I had to apply this in my life. And I think by living in the U.S. and being relocated from work with work, um, it was really a defined moment, like a a really strong moment in my life in the U.S. when I decided to not be only work and I will be just myself. Yeah. Did you just? This is not a planned question, but this kind of leads me to something, a question, like an observation on your part, as mm -hmm. far as being the single woman who had a life outside of herself. Did you find that you were in, in that kind of culture environment? I mean, in the environment in the U S versus France, did you find that you were different than the other women? Or did you find that you were an inspiration to other American women to where they could seek out interests in their lives and that work didn't determine to them what their identity was? I would say it's very depending on who, whom I've met along my path for these two years. Mm -hmm. But um, for sure, it was really weird for me being a 33 years old woman and single, never been married without children. Um, in France, we don't get married as easily as in the U.S. Um, right. The, if we took the percentage ratio, it, we rarely get married. Many people of my generation have kids and they are together for many, many, many years, but not married. And mm -hmm. so I'm just not. Yeah. And so that was kind of weird when I'm doing doing the comparison and being in a room with 22 years old persons and and 40 and all of them were married or mm. have been married at a point of time in their life. And um, and I'm just not. And. At first, I was kind of overthinking it, like, mm. what are they thinking of me? Do I think mm. I'm a weirdo? Do I think I'm a failure because I'm not married? Oh, or I'm goodness, not living right. up to being married and have children and being blah, 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 blah. And most likely, some people have judged me this way because they, are, they don't know anything else. And I think it's okay when you don't know anything else because you just don't know. Um, but in the meantime it really gave me an opportunities to kind of talk to the outsider and and having like this close and they were able to come to me and talk to me about things and makes me see their view of the world in the US and uh, make me a grasp on those things where no one were kind of paying attention to them because they're outsider still this cliche of the not cool kid from high school still going on in the workplace but in the meantime yes. today they are part of the person that i that i'm the closest to in my life because because we've been through something together and and 
this is something that the people that are not willing to open their mind will never know and at the end I'm kind of felt sorry for them they are yeah. missing something I'm not missing them in my life right. I just don't care if they're judging me good yeah okay so I love this okay so this is <laughs> this is totally going in a different direction than I than I than I um, Sorry. anticipated. No, this is exactly. I love this. Okay, so can we talk about the judgment? Because that's something that I've had women talk to me a lot about. I'm just going to back up just a second. So you moved moved here to the Midwest, which family values. Women get still get married really young, just like what you were talking about, mm -hmm. and uh, moving to the Midwest, being this beautiful, successful businesswoman from France and talking and inspiring these other women and then yet having the perspective that if other people are judging you, it doesn't matter. How do you, how do you get yourself to that point, Cecile, to where you go? Their opinions on, of me do not matter. Cause I think a lot of single women are so caught up in what other people's opinions are about their lives or their lifestyle or I think whatever. that as of today, uh, every time that I felt judged by someone, uh, at the moment where I felt it, I'm still hurt and I'm still uh, taking it and I'm still questioning my life's choices and I'm just blaming myself for everything and feeling guilty and, and being, and I have a, my low self-esteem is just blowing up and just exploding and the lowering voice, like the small voice in my ear is like, <laughs> kind of deal. Um, that's for sure at the time it is. But then afterwards, I reflect on it and I'm, and I'm just realizing that this person is changing me based on her, his value and it's just not mine. And we, and I'm... And perhaps I'm judging person based on my value without really uh, realizing it because whatever reason, they're outside of my way of thinking. But yet they're, they have a place in society just as much as mine. Mm -hmm. and, and usually it's come afterwards and I'm making my peace with it because I won't change them. Um, I can't have anything to do with them. But for sure, what I strongly believe is that if I change for them to match their way of thinking, the day after I'll meet someone that will judge me for something else. And that's perhaps completely contradictory with what this person is judging me for. And I just can't, I just can't live my life fulfilling expectation of everybody around me. I have to find within me what, who is me and who I'm okay to be with. For example, I'm I'm super sensitive, always have been, um, and and always will. That's just who I am. And sometime in the US, I face the things where, especially in a work environment, um, bringing emotion to the table could be oh. like a, I know, go absolutely. Right. And I felt judged for this, but mm. in the meantime, uh, I'm a I'm a good professional and. Despite what you think about emotion, I can feel emotion and being a very good professional. So to my point of view, at the end of the day, I have something more, they don't. And I'm feeling sorry for themselves because my brain is actually 
being able to feel emotion really strongly, but also being able to provide work and very good work. And it, it doesn't have to be one and another. It could be both, and that's okay. And it's not up to me to change to make them feel more comfortable. I right. just have to be myself because that's the best way of um, being able to sleep at night. I just, mm. yeah. You bring up a really good point where, and this is probably a completely different episode, and maybe I can have you back to talk about this subject uh, and not the subject that we were going to talk. There's so many things we could talk about, Cecile. Um, we truly. can talk about for days if we know that. I know, that. yes, <laughs> I know. But women afraid of being women in the workplace, like afraid to show, yeah. be authentically themselves. Um, I know that... I am also a very highly emotional woman and I used to hide it for the longest time thinking that people wouldn't take me seriously or that, uh, that people would consider me just like the judging. And I think mm -hmm. the more you walk into your authentic self and are more just you mm -hmm. being you you'll find just like you said it's so much easier to go to bed at night knowing that you're just you're being true to who you are like that's you have to answer to yourself every night not to these other people not to these people that are judging you you answer to yourself and if you're hiding these qualities about you in fear of judgment you're just denying yourself joy and i mean sometimes i feel like it's kind of a for my emotion, it's kind of like I'm a, I'm a vase, right? And I'm full up with, with my emotions and it's just a flow. Like you're just like putting, pulling water into another recipient and then putting into another recipient. If I stay stuck all day in my recipient, at the end of the day, it doesn't smell good and it's just going to explode and it's just, and I'm a human being. We all have emotions and we are all working through our emotions differently. And that's right. okay. And there are people that, and I was, so when I came back to France, I, so one of the things that I have done is that I also worked a lot on discrimination and what's um, the sexism specifically and how and why we say women are very much more emotional than men and so on and etc and why we are feeling more emotion than they do which is not true we are just not right. we we've been taught to explain our emotion and to talk about our emotions where we tell men to never spoke about it and so right. that's a, a what's happened after in my life so now i'm working with um a whole business team so i'm working with oh my gosh male yeah and i'm their financial analyst so i'm kind of like the woman with the financial person with the glasses and and doing the computer things for the business guy with the yeah and i'm coming on the table with all my emotion and then sometimes i'm down and sometimes i'm very smiley and that's just who i am and it's okay and at some, one day one of my male co-worker uh just expressed that the fact that he was not feeling okay for some reason and it was kind of the way some men are doing it like half joke half truth and mm. bad things mm -hmm. and another male male co-worker in a room kind of picking on him and kind of saying this things where he was like 
mocking him because he's not a real dude. And I'm like, okay, mm. just stop right there. We're just going to stop the conversation. I'm not okay with what's going on here. This is toxic masculinity. You know that most of suicide are committed by men because they are unable to express their emotion. This is this is a killing men every day, and more way more than women. And I'm not okay with this in my room. This is never happening again. End of the conversation. Everybody's shutting down, and I'm spreading stuff, and I'm looking around in the room, and one of two of my coworkers have wet eyes. And I'm like, well, I've had some nerves there. And this is what I'm doing every day. And then this, the knowledge that I'm, that I'm having, I'm using it to say, and it's a no. And mm-hmm. that's my kind of power I'm bringing to the table. And the weird things happen is that this is what I'm doing in my daily life, in the meetings that I am. And my colleagues have nominated me for an accept award, which is an award to fight for diversity. My male coworker, nominate me at the end of the day because I stand up for what I believe and who I am and I defended people from what I believe in. This is kind of where it drives it drives me at the end of the day. Um, and this is the exact same things with the judgment from others. I'm not okay if you're in front of me taking someone down for whatever reason you felt it's not in your value. It is not okay. Your value is your own. It doesn't give you the right to openly judge someone. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. This is incredible, Cecile. So because of you paying attention to you, being true to who you are, not afraid to show this part of yourself in the workplace, even in America, has ultimately allowed you to now be in this new position, you have created this environment and you went back to France and, and you, because you've allowed yourself to be you, you're now giving other people, people, not just women, people to give them permission to also be themselves. And that is yeah. very powerful, very in powerful. A safe, in a safe environment, also right. in the workplace without being judged. That's yeah. Do you think that you moving to the United States for those two years, do you think that you would be who you are now? Oh, absolutely not, for sure. I would mm. never have been who I am. Just just part of this conversation where I was explaining the things with my coworker, now in France, moving back, moving to the US has given me so much perspective and so much going back on. But because, for example, that thing in US, it kind of rarely happens because it's not okay and and the US have done some work on this and it's not okay and it's kind of like this it's not working on the same pace on the same subject in two countries but this is working and so that's one of the subjects where I moved on if you do this in the US you can be sure that an HR will a rep will call you and be like you have oh, inappropriate behavior in a meeting let's talk about this let's mm-hmm. follow some training and correct that attitude it's not okay <laughs> that doesn't exist in France <laughs> Because most of right. the time, it's a very stark reasons, but we don't we don't tell about people. We don't tell. Um, I will never have called the HR and tell them. But that person in the room, um, I kind of me living in the US and seeing no one acting this way in the workplace. Sometimes you can felt judge, but you cannot really say anything because it's not really out there. Um, but yet, the the work environment, you can just shut your ears down and say, 
you're not expressing it so i'm a, i'm the professional and here's it's gonna be and then it kind of opened a breather for me like giving me a space that i didn't have before mm. suddenly i'm allowed to express myself this while whether than before i was restraining there and i didn't and i never realized it because that's always the environment i was in oh sure and suddenly i have all this space and i'm like wait i'm going back to friends i'm taking my space with me i'm not giving back the space again i'm keeping it with me it's gonna be mine and then i'm arriving to the table and those those behavior i are still there they were there two years ago they are still there and i'm like i'm gonna speak up and one day perhaps i'll be fired over it or i'll have issues but at least at the end of the day I won't be sleeping on my ears. I will not be afraid to have those out conversation. It's it's not okay to let go. And suddenly I had people in my life today coming back to me and say, I didn't realize that when I was in a small box, and now you kind of let me see that I can live in a, in a larger box than I was before. And I think that's, for me, that's really key to, and by living in the US, I took very a big perspective on this by being like, when I'm coming back to friends, I'm not going back in those things. I'm not going back to the things. And this has to change in my life. And I'm just not going back in, in this. So for sure, these two years in my life, all the experience that I have with you in the studio, me growing up inside as, as a person and all the work we've done to that, together to uh, rebuild my self-esteem and all those things, but also being very far from my country for two years, uh, make me realize the contrast it, that that it, it is and it doesn't have to be mm, it doesn't I'm... have to be mm. Cecile you are such an inspiration you I inspiration. <laughs> it's such an honor to have you on the show I, I know it kind of went in a different direction but but I um, I think that you are such an inspiration that hopefully women that listen to this will, if they've been on the fence about doing something outrageous or outside of the box, or if they've been given an opportunity to where they can't imagine themselves doing it, that they can come back and listen to this episode, knowing that they're not alone, that women are making these big strides by themselves. I think women like to think that they have to have somebody by them, by their sides. And I think it's the opposite. I think that one of the advice that I tell my, my children is please live your life now before life happens to you. Like yeah. seize every opportunity yeah. that comes your, comes your way and, and don't live your life for somebody else. Just live it for yourself. Don't be the audience in your life. Be the movie in your life. Ah. Don't, be the, don't be the one just watching it and being just watching all the events coming to you be the the one that is doing the event and living the event and living your life that that's so much that's everything yes don't be the audience be the movie there we go there's the title there's the title of the episode <laughs> <laughs> well thank you cecile I'm giving you, you a huge digital thank you for hug. listening to me all right yes. cecile well, i will we'll talk soon thank you for yeah, being well. here Thank you for having me. Isn't she amazing? Oh, Cecile, thank you from the bottom of my heart for being a part of the show. I know 
that your message, I love it so much. Be the main character of your movie, of your own movie. Don't be the audience. Don't be sitting there on the couch waiting for life to happen. Don't think that someone's just going to walk in and change everything for you. It's up to you to live your best life, to seize every opportunity, even if it means moving across the world, right? Seizing that opportunity, going after those new experiences in life. And Cecile is a walking testimonial to what kind of change can happen to your life when you are able to walk through that fear. Thank you so much, Cecile. Now, my love, my free virtual workshop is coming up May 14th, 5.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. I am going to give a free virtual workshop on how to attract true love into your life absolutely free. And I want you there. All you have to do is go to catcantrell.com forward slash workshop. So C-A-T-C-A-N-T-R-I-L-L.com forward slash workshop. I know you can do it right now on your phone, wherever you're at, just pull out your phone right now and go to go whatever browser you have and just type it in. All you have to do is enter in your email and address, email, excuse me, email, name and email address. There we go. And join me on May 14th at 5.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, ladies, I am so honored to, to, to be a part of your life and to be a part of this journey, have you as all as a part of my own journey in, in this wonderful world. So thank you again so much for being here. If you're watching on YouTube, I would love it if you would like, right? Like, subscribe to the channel. I love seeing your comments. I love it when you, when you give me feedback of what you really like to see as far as the show is concerned. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave an honest review and rating because that's how more people find us. And we want to continue to keep this dialogue open to talk about the love matters that affect my single women the most. And I have one more thing for you. Are you ready? So I've been doing a lot of thinking. And one of the things that I want to do is I want to answer your questions live here on our show. Is there a love question that you would like for me to answer? Because sometimes we have those questions that we just need someone else's eyes on and ears and heart. And so if there is a love question that you would like to have me answer, I would love you to email it to me. So cat, so C-A-T at catcancel.com. And I can read it here and answer it here. And I, of course it's anonymous. I don't, I don't have to read your name. It's not that important. What's important is most likely you have a question that a lot of women have. And I would love to be able to put my heart into your question and to be able to answer it here for everyone. So if you have a question or if you have a topic that you would love to have me cover, I would love for you to email that to me also. So cat at catcancel.com. Of course, follow me over at Facebook and Instagram at Cat at Cat Cantrell. No, excuse me, at Cat Cantrell. Sheesh, all the Cat Cantrells are, all the Cat Cantrells are floating around. And as always, my love, just remember that true love is waiting for you. All right. Thank you for being here, and I will see you all next time. Bye. Let me come back. <laughs>